Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. How are you? I hope you are well. I am now nearly recovered from the marathon I walked last week and feeling a lot better, which is great. But one of the things that happened last week when I was in my slightly tired period towards the end of last week, I had what my son called quite an almighty strop. And he was right. I did. We often, when I'm working with parents and and carers and professionals, we talk about how children escalate and how children, uh, their behaviour can be challenging. They escalate situations, they get out of control, all of these things. But actually the same happens for us, doesn't it? Or at least that might just be me. Might just be me that has the odd meltdown moment. But actually last week, it wasn't really my son that was starting them. You know, it was me. It was my reactions to things. It was my own stress and tiredness. I had a lot going on. Uh, I was just a bit all over the place emotionally. All of those things going on. And so actually it was me that caused the escalation last week. Hands up, 100%. It was me. And it really got me thinking about how It's not about being perfect because none of us are. We all get it wrong sometimes. Thankfully, I don't get it wrong very often, although my son would probably tell you something else. (laughs) He'd probably tell you I got cross all the time, Um, but I try not to. Um, And I think it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because if we're trying to be perfect, if we're trying to never get it wrong, to always keep our calm, to never lose it, I think we're setting ourselves up to fail. And I wonder how much actually that's having a a potentially negative impact on our children. If we are always calm, if we never lose, if we never show any emotion other than calm and happy or, you know, whatever, those kind of more more positively perceived emotions, shall I say, are we saying to them, actually, you can never get cross, you can never get angry? You know, how does it help? I think if we acknowledge that as parents, we are going to have times when we lose it, it's a little bit easier. And I think those times also can be huge learning times for us. So I'm a big, big believer in apologising to my son when I've got it wrong. Now, that's not always easy. It's not always something I want to do. But it's something I believe is really, really important. And I have try to do ever since the start actually um ever since well, since the start what's that mean since i became a parent i've always tried to apologize when i've got it wrong i think that's modeling what we do when we get it wrong it's showing that all of us get it wrong sometimes that it's okay to get it wrong sometimes and that this is what we do afterwards we reconnect and repair with the other person we apologize if that's appropriate and when I say apologize I'm not thinking we say necessarily the words I'm sorry because if we're just saying the words I'm sorry they're meaningless and we all know that sometimes children do the I'm sorry bit and drives me insane no point a forced apology is a pointless apology in my opinion 
as is being told to go and say, you know, that kind of the only apology I'll accept is when you say, I'm sorry. I'm not bothered personally about the words. I absolutely understand that some people are. But I think it's about teaching our children through role modelling what we do when we get it wrong. So we do go and reconnect with them. We do acknowledge um, that we made a mistake. Last week, I was very honest with my son. I said, I'm really sorry. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I've got a lot going on. I'm a bit all over the place emotionally. Um, I'm really sorry. But that doesn't excuse my behaviour. I shouldn't have shouted at you because actually it's not your fault. Um, And I hope that by doing that, I'm helping him see kind of why I responded the way I did so that he knows it's not in that situation totally was not his fault. Sometimes it is, but totally wasn't in that one. But also what you do when you get it wrong and that it's okay to get it wrong and modelling that. Now, again, I'm not perfect at modelling that either. I am. Honestly, last week's escalation was, well, if I'd videoed it, it would have been a brilliant bit of training on how not to do it, basically. I could have won the gold medal in how not to manage a situation. It was a gold medal escalatory situation. I did it perfectly. and um, But I hope also the apology afterwards was also pretty good because I showed him, I told him why I'd reacted the way I did. I reconnected with him, I apologised and then I gave him some space which is what he asked for and then we came back in the evening and we actually did something together. That for me is hugely important. It's modelling it and it's making it easier for him to do the same when actually he's been the one that's escalated it. But I also get how as parents it can be really, really hard to do that particularly if you're really struggling. You know, maybe your child is just pushing your buttons constantly and actually staying calm is really hard. And sometimes we can get to the point where we think they're doing it on purpose. And sometimes they're not intentionally doing it on purpose, but they want to create a sense of chaos and anger maybe around them because it feels safer. And that's how they're expressing how they're feeling. So they're not doing it on purpose, but they are doing it on purpose because it feels safer for them if that differentiation makes sense. And I think then apologising to a child when we've lost in those situations can be really hard. We also might not want them kind of going, yeah, well, you shout, so you can't have a go at me for shouting. And, you know, all of that stuff that children will come back at us with 100%. If, you know, if we're always telling them, don't shout when you're angry, don't do this when you're angry, don't do that. And then we do it and we don't apologise to them and say, yeah, I got that wrong. We cannot expect them to do that. We cannot have this double standards. I don't believe. And I'm sure there will be some people listening to this now saying you are wrong, Sarah. You shouldn't apologise to your children. Or how can you apologise if they don't apologise or why? You know, any number of different things. It's for each of us to find what works for us and our children but I do not believe we can ask our children to do something we're not prepared to do ourselves. And I know that sometimes my losing it, as it were, appears to come out of nowhere because I was calm and I was controlled and I had it under control and all of a sudden my lid has flipped. And you're not always expecting it and it can take time and it can kind of come out the blue. But that is why looking after yourself is so important because 
you've got more space in your bucket then before your lid flips. And I was talking to a dad this week who shared his brilliant analogy of self-care. And I have asked his permission to share this because it is absolutely brilliant. And he said, self-care is like a toilet. You f- it fills up. After you flush it, the water fills up, fills up, fills up, fills up. And then next time you flush it, it all dis- disappears away. And he said, that's like self-care. You fill it up, you fill it up, you fill it up. You have one argument with your child and it's just all gone. And you have to start again from scratch. So I love that idea of the toilet analogy of self-care. I will be using that um, <laughs> because I think it's a brilliant way of looking at it. You have to constantly top it up. And topping it up helps you repair and recover. You know, if you've got it wrong, repairing with your child afterwards, connecting with them, apologising to them, and then working through how you feel about those feelings or doing that before you apologise to them, depending on the child, is hugely important. Because if we hold on to the guilt of, I'm always getting this wrong, even if you're not, then it's going to start eating you up and it's going to impact on all of your responses moving forward. Another dad I was talking to this week we were talking about kind of he was like, I'm always getting it wrong. I'm always losing it. But actually, when it came to it, it was two or three times out of 10. He wasn't staying calm. Now, I think that's pretty good. If you ask me, you know, two or three times out of 10, not staying calm. That's a pretty good level. So when we get it wrong, be brave, apologize, repair, move on. And yes, your children might use it to throw it back at you at some point in time. Of course they will do. And let's be honest, we've done that a few times ourselves as adults. But if we want them to start to feel comfortable with apologising and repairing after an escalation and after a disconnect like that, we have to model it to them first. We can't expect them to just miraculously know how to do it. If we don't model it, they won't do it. And that's all there is to it for that from my perspective. And this is one of the things we're actually going to be talking about Um, in the Connected Family Formula course uh, that starts the end of February. It comes up so often when I'm working with parents, this idea of kind of a deferred conversation of talking to your child after an escalation. How do you model it? How do you get them to start thinking about their own responses and their reactions? Well, it starts with us modelling it and then having those conversations gradually over time with the child when they've not managed to stay calm, which, you know, we can't expect them to because they haven't learned to self-regulate. So if you'd like to think about this in a bit more detail, come and join us in the Connected Family Formula. Uh, The details are on the website. If you go to the events page, the What's Coming Up page, you'll find it really easily there. It's just £49 for a five-week programme. So hopefully that's, you know, affordable for as many of you as possible. Uh, And there's a payment plan as well. And we will be looking at all of these things. We'll be looking at what to do in the moment when it's escalating, whether that's you or them escalating, how to connect with them afterwards and repair it how to get the right support in your boat so you've got helpful help and lots of different things that will just help you start to move forward and start to think about how you're parenting and you'll get lots of help and support throughout the course as well. Uh, But as always, there's always, you know, that's not right for you. There's lots of free support on the website and in the Facebook group and all of that stuff as well. So yeah, so that is this. That is this. That is this. That doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> that is all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. As always, I'm always here. So if you've got any worries, concerns, anything you're not sure about, please don't hesitate to reach out, whether that's through social media or, you know, through the website or into my inbox. It's not a problem at all. I'm always here to help. And look forward to seeing you next week in the next episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. <laughs>